It's time for Tim. The Tim Weisberg Show on 1420 WBSM and streaming live on WBSM.com and the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message through the WBSM app. And now, WBSM's big gun, Tim Weisberg. And welcome back, man. We are broadcasting live today from Yosakurasushi in New Bedford. And uh, we are enjoying some of the delicious food here now. And let me just give you an idea about some of the food that you can get here. We're talking about things like uh, futomaki which is uh, like a sushi burrito, a giant roll filled with kanikama, sweet egg omelet, cucumber, avocado, and marinated shiitake. Uh, you heard William mention the IDLYA, which is shrimp tempura and cucumber maki topped with seared short rib, sweet soy, and truffle salt. We have the ibushi moguro, which is house-smoked tuna topped with nero, which is like a Chinese chive. Uh, and on the secret menu, things like ramen, which changes weekly. Uh, they have different things. Uh, right now, it's a house broth with marinated bamboo, scallions, ramen, egg. Uh, we have the gyonon shaved beef and onions sautéed with house teriyaki sauce served over rice and the curry poutine, crispy fries topped with their spicy house curry, fresh mozzarella, nira, and fuku. Uh, it's pickled daikon. I'm not going to be able to pronounce the name right. See, I, I just point to things at the sushi menu, Jack. I don't I don't uh, know how to pronounce it always. I, I just had that curry poutine, which I, I guess is combining French-Canadian and Japanese, and it is wonderful. I've it got some just, right here. They, they, it's a, I guess, I don't know what you call it, a fusion dish, but they made it up. Fantastic. And you might hear us chewing a little bit while we're on the air here, but that's all right. <laughs> so joining us, we have Jack Spillane, columnist for New Bedford Light. And uh, normally, Jack, I'd play the Rolling Stones for you here, but I don't have that ability remotely right I now. I understand. We'll still shed some light anyway. But uh, so let's talk about, let's dive right into your column from this week, uh, this past week, about the city council. Again, I'm going to just say that, that opening line again, which I, I think is great. The year 2023 may be remembered as the year the New Bedford City Council completely stopped functioning as a serious body. And that's that's a pretty serious statement to make. Yeah, I, I I was a little bit nervous about it, and, and it just it just shows you how far I, I feel the council has pushed. Um, what really got me was I had never seen in 23 years of of reporting and then opinion writing in this city of a council to propose, debate, and vote on three separate ballot questions in one night. I I, I just thought that that it was too much. The community had no time to digest it, to, to mull over what they were thinking of. Um, it was also distressing to me that um, uh, the, the ballot questions were not presented to the mayor to see what he thought of them. You know, he might. I mean, if you want to work together, you would, you know, sort of like say, okay, well, I like this, but can we adjust this a little bit here? And can we tweak that there? And, and, and the wording should be this. But you can't even pretend that you're trying to work with the mayor when you don't even consult him on such such serious ballot questions and just throw them on the on the ballot with I, I guess the presumption that with all of them ex, with the possible exception of the uh, Community Preservation Act they have the votes to override his veto which has now been promised um, right you spoke to him and he did say he would vote yeah he would veto I, I, all three questions yeah so I broke that 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 he, he would veto them in my column um, uh, he was very upset about it um, these are serious issues. Um, uh, the only one that I can say that we haven't heard from the community already is, is the rent stabilization, 
one. And uh, there is some value in um, finding out what people are thinking about rent stabilization. But uh, as was pointed out to me by Paul Chase the, the, of the Realtors Association, there's no specificity right. to this question. So if you want to debate, you know, what are the pros and cons of, of rent stabilization? Some people call it rent control. And then come up with like, you know, we're going to do it a little different than it's been done in New York and Brookline and Cambridge. We're going to not have a cap on dollars. We're going to have a, um, a percentage increase and it, it won't apply to new construction or, or family-owned businesses. Then you have a specific thing that you're asking the public about and you're really getting some information. This is just sort of a vague question and... You know, everybody knows that rents are a serious problem in, in New Bedford, particularly the last few years. So you're going to find out what you already know. It, it makes you suspicious of what the real purpose of it is. Well, I, I think Councillor Burgo kind of let that slip a little bit uh, in an appearance on South Coast tonight when he said, you know, these questions will bring people out to the polls when it's time to vote in November. So I'm wondering if, you know, that isn't the whole plan here. It's just to bring out as many people as they can to have vote in the hopes that a larger turnout might mean less support for the mayor. Yeah, it's, it's, it's no secret that both the progressive community on the left and the conservative community on the right are not happy with Mitchell. He's a pretty moderate mayor. He's pretty right down the middle. And both the left and the right want him out. He's been easily reelected uh, for five terms. Um, I think that some of the councilors may feel that with the taxes going up, maybe he's a little bit more vulnerable. So they want to stick it to him. I, I, I just, I like Councillor Burgo. I think he's been a good councillor. Um, I was really disappointed that he hadn't um, approached the mayor about this ahead of time. And I think since that time, he has acknowledged that he should have. Um, you know, you, you can say that, well, the mayor doesn't approach us and he just does things on his own. And that's true. The, the mayor is, does not, is, is, is equally responsible for the poor relationship that the, that the mayor and the council have. The both sides, you almost think that they deserve each other because I'm, I just never really seen, and, and that's part of the reason why I said that the council is not a serious body. I've, I've never seen government where the two sides hate each other so much and won't talk to each other on basic serious issues facing the city. And you can, you just have to put those things aside and say, you know, I may not like this. We all work with people we don't, may not like particularly personally. And I have to put these things aside for the good of the, the paper, the good of the station, the good of the city. I mean, these, these people just want to one-up each other. And it seems to, you know, as, as, as Chris, you know, was questioning Councilor Burgo on, uh, on South Coast tonight, he didn't really have a, a plan in place. Uh, as you had just mentioned, you know, there is no, there's no substance yet to what this question would be. Uh, apparently there was no conversation with landlords. It was only with people who, um, would want to see rent stabilization be put into play. It wasn't anybody that would, you know, argue the other side that he consulted with so far. And the other thing is, you know, he's uh, the chairman of this committee that's supposed to help with housing on the city council. And uh, and as Chris reported last week, he's only had three meetings since he took over that position. And it's been a matter less than three hours in those meetings. So the place where they should be discussing and debating this possibility, they're not even having meetings for it. Yeah, I I heard Chris giving um, Councilor Burgo a hard time on that. I, 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 Councilor Burgo did have a lot of these meetings um, 
outside the council with the progressive groups. I think you correctly point out that he did not meet with the more conservative groups. He did not meet with the real estate association. He's a progressive councilor, but you still have to represent everybody. And I don't want to just limit this to the rent stabilization issue. In, in fact, in some ways, the Community Preservation Act and the four-year mayoral term were even worse because we've already heard from the community. Mm-hmm. It was just six years ago that they voted in the CPA um, no, it was 10 years ago for the CPA, nine years ago for the CPA, and six years ago for the four-year mayoral term. There's only been one mayor elected for one term, and they're saying that they're being overwhelmed with calls. And then you had the CPA with three or four councillors, Councillor Giesta, Councillor um, Maki, uh, and Councillor Abu after the meeting, all said that they had not received a single phone call complaining about it. And Councillor Morad is claiming that she has received all these phone calls. And then later on, your program, she acknowledges that, well, maybe some of the same people are calling multiple times. Yes, I think it's her conservative base that's calling multiple times. And there is no groundswell of support to get rid of the, the CPA, which is greatly loved in New Bedford, that does all kinds of work. Do you agree with every decision they make? No, I don't agree with every decision they make. But they have a formula. Maybe it needs to be tweaked. I think you have to go to the state to do that. But, but... And I, I straight up asked her. I said, you know, some some are saying, including myself, that this is a distraction technique. This is this is something like, oh yes, we don't worry about those salary reclassifications where we gave these big pay raises to people because we're going to save you money here by fighting to get the CPA taken off that surcharge taken off your tax bill. Which, by my math, as I figured it out, to it comes out to the average taxpayer paying less than seven dollars a month for. Yeah, Councillor Maki pointed his out as much at the at the meeting and then Councillor Morad chided him saying, Oh, you better look at your tax bill again, it's more than that. I think he said thirty dollars um uh, a month, maybe it's I mean thirty dollars a, a a quarter. I'm not exactly sure. Maybe it's eighty. It's, it's about eighty bucks a month. Uh, I, I mean, uh, eighty bucks a year $80. for the average. So maybe it's eighty. Whatever it is, it is not what's driving the tax rate in New Bedford. What's driving the tax rate in New Bedford is the is the health insurance, the pensions, and and the the, the health insurance for the retirees. And we know that, and they have adamantly refused to do anything about that for years and years and years. These same counselors. So I think that that there's some positioning going on. They want people to think that they care about um, the, the property taxes, particularly in light of the, the 50% uh, above the median uh, pay increases that they, they gave out a month ago, um, which some people are still unhappy about. So I, I think it's just a lot of political posturing going on, and I really, I really am uncomfortable with it. And I, I think the council needs to get its act together. I, I, I really do. I, I do think that, um, you know, I, I said this before. Councillor Morad is a smart councillor. She is a councillor that is invaluable in her knowledge of, 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 of the books in the city. Only Councillor Maki and Councillor Abu perhaps come close to her on that. And yet, I just think that there's a, lo- a lot of hidden agendas going on as to what they're doing. And I, I just can't for the life of me why when you have other councillors. And then I don't understand why, why I think it was four councillors, Councillor Baptiste, Councillor Burgo, Councillor Pereira, and Council Oliver voted against the binding revolution for the CPA, the, the binding referendum for the CPA, and then voted for it for the non-binding one. So they know there's no real reason to do it, and, and yet they voted that way. That says to me that they will do what Council Morad wants because they want to present a united front against the mayor. That's not what's best for the city. That's, you know, they're saying, well, we have to find out what the public wants to hear. Well, there's all kinds of issues that you could find out what the public wants to hear. You could ask them, should we um, uh, have police body cameras? Should we um, 
uh, I don't know, innumerable things. So we, so we had the Votech kids um, get rid of the um, admissions requirements for grades and and um, uh, attendance. You could you could do all kinds of things. You asked the city. They picked out these ones because I think that they think it will drive a vote against Mitchell in the mayoral election. Be, I'm really interested in seeing who's going to throw their hat in the ring to run against them. Do you well, think I, do you think there'll be candidates that come from the council? Well, first of all, I, I genuinely am not convinced he's going to run. I, I mean, he's been there for 12 years. Um, despite what he says, I think that he has had discussions about different positions. Uh, that's, I, I would be flabbergasted if he hasn't um, uh, with different entities. Um, I, I would expect uh, Councillor Morad, perhaps Councillor Gomes, to run against him. I would expect maybe Tony Cabral, maybe maybe um, somebody from the business or legal communities. Um, uh, you know, who, who knows? Um, I, I think mayoral elections in New Bedford are mainly a, a May to November type of event. You know, they, they, that's when you take out the papers. Uh, the mayor has plenty of money on hand. Some of the councils have some money on hand. But, uh, you know, whatever, we'll have the mayoral election when we have the mayoral election. Mm-hmm. I don't think that all of city government should be maneuvered and manipulated toward that mayoral election. And for those who want to have a, a, a two-year term, this is exactly why you don't want a two-year term, because you have all this posturing and manipulating of a serious policy matters so that you can get toward this this um, advantageous place during the election. Well, why don't we take our first break, 508-996-0500. If you want to call in and talk with Jack Spillane about these issues, we're going to be talking about the uh, Greater New Bedford Vogue Tech stories that uh, Colin Hogan reported on at newbedfordlight.org. And then, of course, we will also take your app chat messages on the WBSM app. And, and we should talk about this wonderful sushi and food down here, Oh, too. we definitely will, because right now the Seize the Deal is live for Yozakura Sushi at SeizeTheDeal.com. Go to SeizeTheDeal.com right now, and uh, you may have to select New Bedford at the top of your page if it's not already selected, but when you get there, you will see the deal to get $30 to Yozakura Sushi for just 15 bucks. So get those before they're gone, and you can enjoy some of this delicious food like Jack and I are. Uh, we will take a break, and we'll be back in just a few more. And welcome back in. We are broadcasting live from Yozakura Sushi in New Bedford, 466 Brock Avenue. Jack Spillane and I are chowing down on some delicious food here. <laughs> be no, no uh, less for me. <laughs> and you can still get the deal. There are still some available at SeizeTheDeal.com. You can get $30 to Yozakura for just 15 bucks. That's a great deal. Jump on that while they last. And um, we have a bunch of phone calls lined up here, Jack, from folks who want to chime in. So let's jump into those. Uh, let's see here. Good morning. You were on with Jack Spillane. Hello. Hi. Good morning. Um, everybody is complaining about the taxes. Uh, I wonder how many councils there's rental property. Uh, how many councils have rental property? Yeah. I know Maria Giesta. Um, she lives with her mother and her brother, I believe. So that's like every, living in a single family. When you live with the people... Um, Different types of people. You, you sometimes it's like very chaos, and uh, people don't understand how much we have to go through every year. They go up. When the city wants money, they just go up on the on the on the taxes. My my taxes went up eighteen percent, and they want for me to charge this just six percent. Why don't they tie to their belts like I tied mine? Um, the city don't care how they spend the money. They spend so much money on who they think. They spent on Carzol. That was, I believe they were working there over a year. On a close to price right, 
I believe it was over here too. Last week there was a guy who was just blowing the sidewalk. They need me. How many places that need more work than that? It looked like they were just killing time and making money. I always heard everybody wants to work for the city because of the insurance and because of that they have a, a, a job. How many people mm-hmm. who work for the city who have their, their, the, the city cars? Is that is taking that into consideration? I'm giving all these yeah. questions when you when you speak with the, oh Linda Moret, does she has a, a, a rental property? I believe she lives on the north end, way up. So it must be a single family. I can like can I ask this call? Excuse me. Can I ask ask this call a question? Would you be able? Yeah. To, the real way to save money is to have layoffs, whether it's in DPI or teachers, police, fire, um, clerical workers in the different departments. Would you be willing to have some layoffs in order to save some money? If, if, if taxes went up eighteen percent this year, I think that's where you would really save money because saving a little money on the Community Preservation Act is not going to save you significant money in your taxes. You know, the, you know, that's where it's going to save you money is is if we lay off some employees. Would you be willing to do that? I'm not asking for them to lay off. I'm asking for them to tighten their belts. In other words, they figure out. Like, why in the world that guy was was uh, blowing the, the sidewalk that needed to be blowing? That's money they should save. Why in the world did they make so much? Uh, I mean, they took so long on who they think. They didn't need to do spend that. On on Cubsville, where's Kushner Avenue? They spent so much money on that. They put blocks on that on the street. That pave with rocks. Uh, this didn't need I believe to those are state funds. Why didn't they make, I, I believe didn't they make like a, a regular a regular street? Because the blocks, if you go by now, you're gonna see holes on it. Because that's a different that's a different uh, product. When it comes winter, that uh, uh, that's gonna uh, move those blocks and it's gonna make uh, uh, another word. And uh, another thing, and they took so many. Um, spaces for people to, to park their cars. If you come by a Kushner Avenue, you see that. Between Carzol and um, uh, Carzol and Sawyer Street. They mm-hmm. change all I, those uh, uh, things, uh, or those what do you call sidewalks. They didn't need to do that. Because I, I just feel like I should... Hold on, caller. Let, let, let Jack respond. I, I just feel like I should point out that the reconstruction of Route 18, as far as I understand it, was paid for by the state. So the extra lights and the sidewalks... Care. You, I don't care if it's the state. Well, it doesn't affect the property taxes. <laughs> I, I don't care. It affects listen, the income taxes. I don't care taxes. about the federal. <laughs> I care that's going to come out of my pocket doesn't matter what. All right, I'm going to hold you there just because we get some other callers, but thank you for the call. All right, thank you. Please ask these questions for them. Okay. Um, <clears throat> you're right. So those projects were done with state money because yeah, state, state Cogs, Cogsall Street, you know, I mean, you can argue whether the sidewalk, some of the merchants have objected to the, the sidewalk, um, uh, the ones that jut out into the street. I don't like them myself, but... Uh, uh, they were paid. Those projects were, were both paid for by the state. I mean, it affects your income taxes, but you can't rail against city officials. Why would they not take that state money? Right. In fact, they're trying to get more of that. They want yeah. more of that so they can get more road work done. Uh, let's take some more callers here. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. You are next with Jack Spillane. Hello. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, you know, one of the things that makes me 
kind of laugh about you guys, all you guys, is that you want people involvement, and then when they get a chance to vote on something, whether it be six years ago, we voted on it, eight years or ten years, or it's been a hundred-year tradition, you don't want them to have a chance to vote. Now, to get it to the ballot is going to be difficult anyway, those three, those three questions, right? Uh, in other words, uh, it's non-binding right now. Uh, all of a sudden, let's say uh, you're able to uh, uh, override the mayor's veto of any one of the questions. Now it goes to the mayor's solicitor, and you know what he's going to do because he or she's going to do because they work for the mayor. Okay, so you're trying to get the voters involved, and yet when they get involved, you, you, you don't want them involved. You know that's already been decided. No, I think things can be decided all the time. You know, if you make a mistake, you got to change it. Jack, you and I, well, on the mayor's term, will constantly disagree, so I don't want to get into a, a discussion of that. To me, two years is enough. Uh, as Bill Belichick says, just do your job. If you do your job, you'll be reelected. But one thing I'd so, like to so point would out you support the, putting the Botech? So would you support putting the Botech question, changing the admission process in the ballot? Yeah, would you support sure, cops sure, wearing? Would you support wearing cops? Cops wearing body cameras? So let's put. Let's put. Let's put Hold, hold on, hold on. We're getting we're getting mixed up here. Yeah, there, there must be ten questions that you could put on the ballot. Yeah, but we don't have, ten, we have Jack, representative. Jack, they put three. But here's one thing that you and I could probably uh, agree upon, and you, maybe you can look into because you're you're better at that than me. Linda Morad, before she left, said, "Oh, by the way, we are going to uh, go up on your sewage and tax because uh, your sewage and the water rates because we have to all be we'll be fine." Now, on listening to your station, from what I understand, there was a grant that the city could have gone for. I thought the grant responsibility going for that was the city council when they dropped the ball. Now, maybe it was the mayor. I'm not sure. Maybe you could look into that and see if that's... Well, well I've already written about it. The, oh, you I've have? I've already written about it. The, the council, two years ago, I, when, they, when they refused to go after that state grant, I, I wrote about it. Um, I, I believe they've gone after it again this year. Uh, they, they didn't go after it because they were concerned about people being stressed with the pandemic and um but but the problem is that when you don't go after it it just puts the bill because the city has already agreed to clean up the water the combined water sewer well, I, think they have to. I, think I, I, I would I, I would just say to the the, the caller you know those ballot questions were, were were specifically picked out because they thought that they might be hurtful we to the mayor. We know that you've said and, it over and over again. All of the, the commentators have said it over and over again. It's almost like it's the mayor's uh, radio station at times. Okay, so we know that. But still, you've been going after trying to get people involved. So put it on a ballot if you can get it there. Because there's so many hurdles to get it there, it may never get there. All right. But I don't want to talk about that. I'd rather talk about the water thing, because that lady that called before me, if she thinks she's going to be upset about the tax rate, here comes another one. And Linda Morad, if she's trying to get people on her side, she just punched people right in the, in, in the eyes when she left that last, uh, the last time she was on the radio. said, oh, by the way, you're going to get hit with a big, large sewer bill. And if your, your article, I'm sure, is right, yeah, I, I guess the city council blew it. Because they didn't do it. Now, and now you say that they're trying to get a grant? Is there any possibility of that happening or what? Well, I think that, that the, the, the city had to get into a consent agreement with the Environmental Protection Agency to clean up the um, combined water sewer outflows because they were polluting Buzzards Bay. Now, I think both the mayor and Linda Morad may think that um, the EPA was aggressive in forcing the city to do that. 
But the problem is that if the city didn't do it, the EPA would sue the city. Um, uh, it probably would not sue them under Republican administrations, but it definitely would under Democratic administrations. And the city might have a bigger bill. I mean, uh, well, you I'm know, sure the mayor uh, is this, a former this prosecutor would know that. Yeah. Yeah. So let's put on the ballot. Let's put on the ballot whether the city council should vote to opt into the state health insurance plan so that people who want to have a less expensive health insurance plan to the taxpayers will. And that will really save far more money than well, the community know, preservation. Like, let's put that on the ballot. Yeah, you know, that's been a battle ever since Mayor Kalis was around. You know, the, the, the city workers do have a great, I believe it's 75, 25 percent. Uh, thing with the, uh, you know, with the, with the city. And, uh, obviously Mayor Mitchell, I think, in negotiations has probably tried to cut that, and he doesn't come out with it because that's negotiations and everything. E All right, and you're right. Even Mayor Scott. Even Mayor Scott Lang, who had the best relationship with the city unions of all the mayors since I've been here, could not convince them to do anything. He, when, when the 2008 crash came, he tried to get them to uh, take um, a 10% cut for all employees, and they said, no, lay off the younger employees. Yeah, that's what the, the city union the said. Right there, there, that's, what, that's what the city union well, said. I, I, right, I'm going to hold you there because i got some other callers. I understand. But, but thank, thank you for you the call. Let me speak. No problem. Have a good day. And um, I do I do take exception to it to his comment that you know the, what sounds like the mayor's radio station. I get his point. He wasn't saying that we are. He's saying that it comes across that way. But still, I mean, we we have the other side on. We have the mayor on on Wednesdays. We have the city council president on on Fridays. I, I don't I don't know why you would say that because the mayor uh, at times has felt that he could not get a break on the station. He he he. he opted out of one of the hosts because he felt the host was giving them a hard time. So I think that the station is very even. Uh, I mean, you have everybody on. Uh, you know, you happen to have some people, you know, I, you know, have criticized the mayor many, on many different uh, issues. I can assure you he's not always happy with me. Um, I, I don't think he's happy when I say that he doesn't share information with the council and, and he can be condescending to them. And they don't know what, what comments are made to us behind the scenes or off air or what emails or texts we get, yeah. you know, trying to explain things to us. And I mean, I, I, I just think it's, it's kind of a, a cheap shot to, to say that this is the mayor's radio station. I, I think that there are a host have all kinds of views on this radio station. And, and again, I don't think the caller was saying that. I think he was saying, though, that that's what the perception can be. So I just don't want anybody to have that perception. Let's take another call before we have to go to break. Good morning. You're on with Jack Spillane. Hello. Well, that's, that's been a major problem with the Mitchell administration is how secretive he is with everything and makes, uh, you know, people sign papers uh, that, that don't allow them to speak with any media or whatever. But anyway, um, the only person I've been hearing on the street uh, that people want to run for mayor, this might shock you, Spillane, uh, Jack Spillane, I'm sorry, uh, is Ian Abreu. All those other people that you've listed off, I haven't heard once. And I speak to thousands of people a week. And the only person that I've seen uh, people uh, heard uh, speaking about running for mayor has been Ian Abreu. I mean, I, I haven't heard him say that specifically. I th but I think I think the caller no, makes I'm a good point. I'm just talking about that, the people in general. He's the only one. Like like when I put up polls and I put up anything in regards to, uh, uh, politically to the mayor, uh, you know, hundreds of people comment that they want him to run specifically. I haven't. And when I speak with people personally at meetings or whatever uh, on the street, uh, he's, he his name is the one that always comes up. Yeah. Just I think that um, Ian doesn't make any. 
any secret of the fact that he's taking a look at both the mayor's office and state rep races. He's a hardworking, ambitious guy. I, well, well, I, he's I, right. I, I understand. I'm, I'm not talking about his what his wishes. I'm talking about what people uh, want, expect of him, and what they they donate yeah. towards him for. You know, people are yeah. talking. I, I, I don't know, Carlos. <laughs> I'm I'm out there. I hear a little bit of talk for Ian, but I don't hear an overwhelming amount. I I would be. I think it would be an uphill battle for him to meet to beat John Mitchell. I think that um, he's the only one Scott Lang would, would give John Mitchell and John Mitchell. Oh no, I think Scott Lang. I think beatable right now. I think a Scott Lang John Mitchell race Scott would be Lang more competitive will not run. than it, Ian. Well, after what he did to the uh, school, are, are you, there's no way on God's green earth that man will run again. Unless well, you want I, I don't know. Are you privy to Scott's uh, thoughts? Uh, He'd be a uh, fool to run. Think about all the neg- negative attention he would get. He has a business to run. The way he left the city, you know, well, so does Ian ran on notepads. And, I, and, and, I don't know. I I think Scott Lang was a popular mayor. Uh, uh, I think he probably could have won another term if he had if he had won. Yeah, but how did he leave the city? In what state? You know, well, I think you left, can agree. And dis- wasn't left a a, a, a a bouquet of roses. I think you can agree and disagree on things that Scott did right, Scott did wrong, like any mayor, uh, but. I don't know. But I think the fact is, he left the school well, in shambles, right? We can all agree on that. I don't he left know the if shambles system, is the right word. System in shambles. I mean, it's true. That, that, that's one thing you can give Mitchell. He has uh, uh, put it on the right path when it comes to the school system. That's probably one of the I, I don't think shambles. Is, I don't think shambles is the right is the right word. And I think that the school system has made it's some right. improvements, but it has a way to go, way to go still yet. There's no way. Well, I'm going to hold it. There's no way that. I'm going to hold it there. And, 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 I'm going to hold uh, it there just because uh, we're up uh, against the brink. Uh, Mr. Cabral, there's absolutely no way he would run. That's crazy. I, I, I don't know what to say. Tony has run once. He, he might run again. I'm going to hold you there, Carlos, just because we're up against the brink. But thank you for the call. Have a good day. I do have to take a break, though. Uh, when we come back, we can take more of your calls. We'll talk more with Jack Spillane. But also, don't forget, too, we are broadcasting live from Yokozura. Uh, Yozakura, sorry, I have a mouthful of ramen noodles. Yozakura Sushi in New Bedford. Come on down uh, and get some food here like uh, like John did. He came by and we got to meet him in person. Who uh, He calls in and he's app chatted in quite a bit. Thanks for stopping by, John. Nice meeting you. And, of course, get to SeizeTheDeal.com and get that deal right now. $30 to Yozakura Sushi for just 15 bucks at SeizeTheDeal.com. We'll take a break and then we'll be back in just a few moments. And welcome back, Tim Weisberg here, along with Jack Spillane. We are broadcasting live from Yozakura Sushi in New Bedford, 466 Brock Avenue. We are enjoying the delicious food, and uh, I just refilled my plate during the break, so I'm going to have Jack uh, answer a lot of questions All so, right. <laughs> so I can chow down while he's talking. Um, but we, we had talked before about the... Um, the articles that Colin Hogan wrote, he had two articles last week looking at the Voc Tech issues and offering vocational at New Bedford High School. And I thought the first story, as I mentioned to you and I said on the air, you know, the first one I thought was a little bit anecdotal, talking to the automotive shops. Uh, that's just one of the many shops that are offered at Voc Tech. And I don't know that that's indicative of every shop and the way that it's putting out uh, workers into the local community. But at the same time, I think it also is indicative of the fact that some of these spots are going to kids that don't have any intention of utilizing that that vocational education. Uh, and then the second story I thought was was especially interesting because I didn't realize all, all of the things that were going on at New Bedford High with that After Dark program to be able to – because we were talking about it. People would call in and say – 
why can't they utilize the shops and the teachers over at Vogue Tech to have the New Bedford High kids go after school and learn? And it turns out that's exactly what they're doing. Yeah, so I, maybe I'm not remembering it correctly, but I, I thought that um, Collins Article had more than one um, uh, automotive shop. but More than one shop. I, I'm sorry, I meant shop, but in terms of the shops offered at Vogue Tech. So more than one... Oh, More than one vocational well, training program. I see. Yeah, yes. Um, yeah. So I, I, it was you know to do that kind of reporting. I, I have to praise Colin for it because it's an enormous amount of work just to get you know one shop. Sure. Um, and uh, automotive is certainly one of the the, the most ubiquitous ubiquitous ones that people would identify with folk tech. I, I, I thought it was very distressing to, to hear from people who sat on the folk tech board. I mean, the advisory board, and who. Um, don't use them, you know, and has changed that much. And uh, also, the other aspect of it was that they're not getting sufficient training. I don't know what's going on, whether they have so many courses now that they have to take that they're not getting sufficient training. But um, I thought that was distressing on a lot of levels. And I, I, I continue to think the biggest problem is that the vocational schools were originally built for kids who were not academically minded. And those kids can't get in there because the other thing that came out in those articles was that the Votech has a, an iron-fisted control of who can teach that. And and what they say is we don't want to flood the the market with too many kids. But you wouldn't do that for teachers. You wouldn't do that for doctors. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, we can't have too many schools. Um, uh, so I, I think that you know Americans have a right to a public education. And if public education is vocational, then 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 kids have a right to to, to go to it. You know, I think maybe we do need to to start talking seriously about building a second vocational school. In, in, in the city. Um, the After Dark program, I think, is a good program, but here's what I thought about it. It's only a, a limited number of kids. doesn't anywhere come anywhere near the number of kids that are, are being shut out. And those kids, by having to ha- go a full day of academics at New Bedford High School and then go After Dark, are precluded from maybe sports, maybe part-time jobs, maybe clubs. A lot more is being put on these kids who are the kids that have challenges to begin with. They didn't get into Vogue Deck, and they have all these challenges, and now they have to go to school both day and night. So I I, I understand. I, I support running the After Dark program, but I just don't think it's an answer. I also found it interesting that that program has to follow the same admissions restrictions that um, that Votech has overall. Yeah, I I, I, I really think it's it, it's it's really gotten to be um, an admission school for for, for for the for and I just don't think that that's what it was ever conceived as. I I, I think that it's almost like it's become a, the Boston Latin of New Bedford. You know, it, it, it just. Um, these schools are supposed to be open to to everybody, particularly the populations that are not planning on going to college. Um, uh, I, I actually had one uh, vote tech administrator say to me, "Well, if we train too many kids, you know, um, th- then the, 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 you know there, there'll be there'll be too much competition in those areas. So otherwise, does that mean that it would be more it would be more expensive to get your more cheap?" Uh, less expensive to, to to get your plumbing done or to get your uh, auto- automobile fixed because there are more people in the industry. Let's let's train kids. It's a free market. Yeah, as you as you mentioned that that's um, that's something that uh, you know is an artificial way to keep those those prices high. And I think also too the ability to offer that type of training to students at New Bedford High means that they can learn it in the same environment that they're already, you know, because the Vogue Tech style of, of scheduling might not work for every kid. So to be able to still be able to learn those skills, but within the the 
I, I don't want to say more rigid structure of New Bedford High, but more academically focused constantly as opposed to two weeks and two weeks or three weeks and three weeks, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it would be complicated to, to, to expand the vote schools, but I think we got to begin talking about it. Um, I do think you you want to have all kids having some academics. You have to have some math, some English, you know, things like that. Kids have to be able to keep their books. They have to be able to, to communicate. Um, but, you know, it's it, it, I, I just think it's, you know, we have this civil rights suit going now. I just think it's a heartbreaking issue, and I and I am not convinced at all that that these that, the, that this new two tiered program where they're going to have fifty percent kids with seventy percent a better grades and fifty percent kids that are the cream of the crop. They're just going to do that. Say they're going to they're going to do that test, and they're going to say the, the kids that are the, that are the highest scoring had the best um, achievement. That folks, so let's go back to the old to the, to the system we have. I, I, I just think school is for everybody. We have a caller on the line. I want to address a couple of app chat messages. Then I have to take a break, and then we can take that caller. But uh, very quickly, uh, we got uh, New Bedford residents that, according to the city assessor, the average home value is 310000 Therefore, the average CPA surcharge is $45 a year, not the 80 or 90 you are erroneously stating. You can confirm with the assessor. Well, your information is actually incorrect, New Bedford resident, because first of all, I got my information from a couple of different websites that listed the average home uh, being higher at $350,000. Uh, secondly, even with your numbers, that would come out to uh, the 15.85% tax rate that's going to be the, the tax rate for this year that would come out to 737 dollars for the cpa 1.5 percent surcharge of that which comes out to 61 dollars a month so uh your numbers are incorrect too i'll, I'll just say 45 85 it's, it's, it's still less than $10 a month. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a little bit of money. And then Patrick and Kushnitz says, with the city raising taxes in New Bedford when they are saving money with over 60 positions open, city workers and over 40 police officer positions are open. Well, just because those positions are open doesn't mean they're not budgeting. For those. Plus they're paying overtime for, for the, when the positions are open. So right. They may be spending more money. That money does not uh, does not just get to sit in the fund and, and go nowhere. And then Emma New Bedford says, the mayor likes lovey-dovey talk. That's why he goes on your show. You won't ask him tough questions about real problems like Barry would because you're afraid he won't come back on. It's a sad shame. No, I can ask him questions about the things that are going on without having to have a confrontational style. I'm sorry that you would rather that I was a jerk to the guy, but I'm, that's not the way that I do radio. I'll be a jerk to you, though, though, uh, every single time you send in your dumb text, your dumb uh, app chat messages. All right, we've got to take a break. We'll be back in just a few moments as we're broadcasting live from Yozakura Sushi in New Bedford. We'll be back in... Hey.